Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Yep. <laughs> we welcome to the studio, Annual Blanc. Hey. Hello. Hey. I get claps. I get, all, I get claps. Oh, you get, yeah, you deserve all the claps oh in the world. Oh my gosh, thank you. You are fascinating, my friend. Thank you. Is that a good thing? Yes. Okay. I, I think it's a phenomenal thing. Yay. I mean, can you describe to me the life that you're living right now? Can I describe it? It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Like, it's normal to me because it's been my whole entire life. Like, yeah. been on YouTube since I was a little baby. Literally. I, yeah. You start a, a, posting videos of your gymnastics stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're two or three years old. Yeah. I was a gymnast for 10 years, and my mom started filming me. What do you learn from being a gymnast that you still use today? Yes. Um, I think, so being a gymnast is a pretty hard thing to do. It's like extremely, I was practicing, I think, 27 hours a week. Whoa. So, and I don't know if it was from gymnastics or if it was just me, but I'm just like a really determined person to like get stuff. Like I set my mind to something, and I won't stop like practicing that thing until I get it so I don't know if that was something I learned from gymnastics or if that was just like me <laughs> what, what was the last thing that you set your mind to and you accomplished like gymnastics wise or just like in life in life in life um so I'm in the middle of one can I, I'll say that one um I was like I really want an EP <laughs> and that is exactly what my mind like all my mind has been thinking about is getting like music and like, like loving my music and recording it and putting it all together and music videos and all that stuff. So. Five or six records that you feel mm-hmm. tell your story yeah. today? Yeah. So, okay. Music, obviously, a focus here. Being a gymnast, you learn to be... I can't get over... Like, I have friends that play sports, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The discipline and the dedication yeah. is crazy. It's insane. You really have to be committed through and through. Mm-hmm. You can't go like 10%, 50%, 80%. It has to be 100% mm-hmm. and beyond. Yeah. At what point do you realize that like this digital thing is something that you got to commit to or it's, focus on? It's a big commitment. Like YouTube, a lot of people just do it for fun and we did it for fun too. But like being very committed to it is just on top of it is just so much easier and it's easier for the fans too and they like enjoy it more when you just like put all your effort into that they yeah. they watch it and they like kind of relate to it more i feel so fascinated because your family is with you today yeah the- hi family <laughs> is it i mean that must be special to have yeah. that base around you mm-hmm. and that kind of blanket of support wherever you go yeah they all came to support me right now, so. Which, so, how would you describe this phase of your life? Is it figuring out who you are musically? Yeah, so, um, I've grown a lot, and my fans have grown up with me, and they've kind of seen me change and evolve to the person that I'm becoming, and it's actually really cool to have my fans and supporters by my side while I'm doing that, because they kind of support me through all the decisions I'm making. Almost my family and my friends are kind of, like, supporting me and guiding me through everything. You, I'm trying to figure everything out. Utopia is a single. Yes. It's a great record. Thank you. It's a, awesome sound. Thank you so much. Is it the sound that you want your EP to kind of follow? So, um, yes, I think so. But I also want a lot of, like, different sounds in it, too. Just, like, a variety of different sounds. 
just as like I have a really can I say this? Hopefully I can. Ah, okay. I don't want to give something away. But I have another song in the working that's definitely more acoustic because Utopia is very like pop and yeah. dancey and stuff. And I wanted people to see that I don't don't just have to do the pop and stuff that I can do all of the stuff. Well, you've so. tapped into like country pop. Yeah, before. I have. Yeah. It's an awesome sound. Thank you. Is that kind of what you're teasing with this upcoming acoustic record? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I think I'm trying to get variety of songs out on the EP. Cool. Yeah. Why is variety important? Because I feel like I listen to a lot of music and every EP that comes out, sometimes I'm just like, it just sounds like the same song over and over again. Like it just sounds like it's the same beat or the same something. And it's just like, it gets boring every once in a while where I'm just like, okay, I feel like I've heard this song so many times because it's like three times in the EP or album or something so i think variety just like makes it different sounds for people like oh i I can't really tell which one i like better because they're just so different which by the way like if you feel it if you want it you yeah why put yourself into some box that doesn't really actually exist yeah exactly because the truth is people i don't know they want genuine art and if it comes through and in different produced ways i don't know it keeps your attention Mm -hmm. keeps it fresh it does in Play Nice. Yes. Karma's got a way of making things right. Yeah. The biggest difference between that record and a record like Utopia, uh-huh. what is it? So um, I did Play Nice, which was with Brett, and I went to the studio, and they presented me the song. It's called Play Nice. I absolutely loved it. I was like, I want to record this right now. Um, they were like, do you want to change any of the lyrics? I said, no, I, I, I think I like it. So I went in, and I recorded the song, and we did a music video. We put it out. So that was play nice. I love the song. But then Utopia, I went in completely scratch. All of the Utopia were my ideas. And I said, not all of them, of course, but like I was like the bass. I said, I wanted this and this and this. And they made it for me. And I just felt like it was more my song as with play nice. It was someone else's song that I just sang. Yeah, it's your story. Yeah. So Utopia, how does it begin? Does it begin with your thoughts on production or does it start with a lyric? So, uh, like, the process of making it? Yeah. So, we went in and we started making the track, which, at first I said that I wanted, like, a slower stuff, but then they started adding all these cool instruments, and I was like, actually, this is way better. And they started adding, like, they knew, so, they're talented people, and it was just so cool seeing them all, like, like, connect in all this sort of way, and it was just cool, like, learning from that and learning how the process works. We started with the track. And we went on from there with the melody, and then we did the lyrics. Dude, utopia. Mm-hmm. What is your utopia? Because that's like a perfect environment. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect, exactly. perfect, perfect. So the music video kind of explains a little bit of it. But my utopia and your utopia are like completely different. Like everybody's utopia can be literally anything that they want. It's their imaginary place in their head where everything's perfect. And the music video kind of has like that... For me, but I can't give anything away. You just posted a photo about it. I did. <laughs> is, is that Asher we see in there? Yeah, that is Asher we see in there. Oh, is that what he was talking about when he was teasing a collaboration between you two? Or is there another collaboration coming? Is that it? Probably. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. We're big Asher fans. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> well, yeah. What is it like working with? Somebody you're actually in real life yeah. attached to, yeah. like connected with. <laughs> yeah, so this is our third music video, I think, together, right? 
we did chemistry one thought away and now utopia which has just been it's so much fun working with someone who like you're so close to and just yeah it's just a fun time laughs and all this stuff does it get easier or harder um no it's just kind of like you're just having fun it's more like lighthearted because you don't have to like try as hard because you just it's just there the yeah. chemistry <laughs> get it <laughs> and like you could do whatever yeah and they're gonna accept you for it exactly it's pretty cool yeah have you guys worked on music together um so we had a song together that i didn't actually record it was his song and a girl sang to it and for one of his shows i came on stage and sang that part with him and then we did that for what was that place called what is it? What is it? It's called Kidtopia? Wait, is it actually? Because I said that in my head and I was like, oh, it can't be Kidtopia. That's just my brain messing with me. <laughs> no. And then it's actually called Kidtopia. So I performed there and then he performed there and we sang a song together there as a surprise. So that's kind of it with about the music duetting. So uh, your life is fascinating to me because your rise is so... Some may say unconventional, mm-hmm. but, like, some may also say the present. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody now is growing up yeah. with a phone or a mm-hmm. camera and mm-hmm. access to YouTube yep. and all these different platforms. But not everybody connects. Mm-hmm. Why do you—what is it about you? I think I think it's because I started at such a young— age and I was doing normal things I was living in Maryland going to school doing exactly what everybody else was doing in their real life and when they came home from school they wanted to see what I was doing they wanted to relate to that and I think as I grew up they grew up with me and it just I connected in that sort of way but at the top of our conversation you touched on something that I think is huge Mm -hmm. consistency yeah you could have given up at any moment in time, because I'm sure there were moments. There were talks. There had to have been moments early on where nobody was watching your stuff. What fueled the talks of you stopping? Um, I think, I actually don't, I think it just got like a lot. I think, I don't even really remember. They were just kind of like talks for like a minute. My mom was like, if you guys don't want to do it, we're like, no, we want to do it. And my mom was like, if you guys, like, it's completely up to you. And we're like, no, we want to do it. And it would get hard sometimes because one day, like, we wake up and the camera's on our face. We're like, Ugh, like we don't want to film. Like it's we film every day. Like we filmed every day for like four years, four years, which just gets really hard for kids. Like they just want to, they just want to ha- have their own privacy and stuff. But every time my mom would be like, "It's completely up to you," we'd be like, "No, I want to do this." Every time it got tough. Every time it got tough. You kept saying, "Keep going." Yeah. Why though? That's a good question. I think it was the determination because. I would see the feedback and just it felt good to like have that impact on people's lives. Like people were like I would get go to meet and greets and people would come in and be like you literally like like I'm doing gymnastics because you inspired me. And like that would just like brighten my whole entire day up and it was just like I would always have that thought in the back of my mind that I would be inspiring people and it just made me feel so good that I just wanted to keep going. You became a friend to a lot of people who needed a friend. Yeah. Is there pressure or, like, weight on your shoulders as at all? I don't think so because I've been doing it for so long, not even as a kid. Like, kids don't—I don't, I just didn't feel pressure because it was just my life. It was just easy. 
we filmed and people people loved it. But like even today, to be an example, mm-hmm. right, to so many, because so many people look up to you. Yeah. Is there a pressure to like, I don't know? It's kind of, not. I wouldn't say scary, but it is a little bit like, uh, I, like I don't know what the like, right decision is, not even just for me, but also all these people watching me. Like, yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely something that we have to like work on, but it's never been super hard for me. Are you telling the same story in your music that you've been telling through your YouTube videos? I would say yes. I would say to a certain point I am. And I'm trying to, like, go a little bit further than that and deeper into my feelings instead of just being like, "Mm, life is great, you know? Which, by the way, like, is the coolest thing. Yeah, it's so amazing. Because YouTube is a very transparent and authentic platform. Mm -hmm. But music allows you to express emotions. Exactly. In a different way than just looking down the lens of a camera. Just being like, this is how I feel. It's just like, just such a different, different thing, you know? It's more like introspective a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know I felt that way. How, why did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> how do you look at a camera? Like, what do you feel like when you see a camera? Um. So when I started like transitioning into like set stuff and not like YouTube stuff, people were like, how are you so, like, comfortable with the camera? Like, you just seem so natural. I'm like, it's because I literally had a camera about this big <laughs> in my face for, like, my whole life. Just it's, been life. It's just been life. It's just been life. So, camera is just life. Camera is just life. It's like an- That's the point of this. It's another family member. Yes. But is it weird then having to go into a, a recording studio and then look at a microphone it was weird. It was weird. It was a weird, it was different. I wasn't used to it. And I was nervous because it was nothing that I had, like, it wasn't anything that I thought it was going to be. Did you always know that music was going to be a path that you wanted to take? Mm-mm. When did it hit you? So, um, this is actually a funny story because I was at Haley's school because for a little bit she went back to school, my little sister. Cool. And she had this talent show where she sang. And I was sitting in the audience and I was like, there's absolutely no way I could ever do this. I was like, there's absolutely no way. How is she doing it? this in front of all of these people? Absolutely not. Couldn't be me. And my dad comes up the stairs maybe like a month later and is like, hey, do you want to perform on a stage? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's like, okay, just think about it. And I think about like an hour later, I was like, I kind of want to try it. So um, I did a duet with this person and I went on stage and I loved it. I came off stage literally crying with joy because I just loved the feeling so much. And I just kept doing it. What stage was it? It was uh, the Rock Your Hair in Anaheim. Anaheim, possibly. Of course. Rock Your Hair. Duh. But, Duh. <laughs> um, wait, that's wild that just out of the blue? Yeah. It's cra- it's a crazy story. And, I, of course, I always like sang around the house yeah. and stuff. And I loved singing. And all my friends were like, oh, you like singing and I'm like no I'm like scared but I did it and I was so nervous but I did it and I loved it it's pretty cool yeah rock your hair rock your hair rock your hair (laughs) would you ever consider leaving YouTube and focusing solely on music um so there has definitely been talks about that because we went from daily vlogs to weekly vlogs because I was focusing a lot about music and acting and stuff and I feel like YouTube will always be a part in my heart no, that rhymed. Like, a big part, like, right here. But I do think that I want to go and explore different things and kind of 
say thank you to YouTube for helping me grow as a person and just in general. So, yeah, I think I think that I would like to go and do acting and stuff and singing. So, is it important to live a life without a camera around? I feel like I feel like yeah, it's important to but for my, in my family, like it was always, we all got to got a say on what went in and what didn't. So it wasn't like a re, it wasn't a reality show where like people like shined you in a bad light and stuff. Like it was literally just my mom editing the vlogs and being like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a reality show like everybody really thought it was. It was just my mom editing videos of us when we were like seven. How does it feel knowing that you gave birth to the Ace family? <laughs> Whoa! Seriously. <laughs> You walk so the Ace family can run. I'm going to say wow. it right now. Okay. okay. We said it. We I, did. I, that I, has been said. Can you explain that? Uh, the Ace family has only been making their vlogs for like three years, and mm-hmm. you guys have been on for, for eight, I think. Yeah. It was when you posted your first video. Yeah. On to, can you pronounce this for me? bray Tay It's uh, Bray-Tay-Lay. <laughs> That's it. I, I knew it was one word, Sanchez. It's bray <laughs> And the the channel name is... Haley's name because when we started it, she was two and it was her family channel. So it was Brat Haley. Brat Haley. Brat Haley. Brat Haley. So it's Brat Haley. Yeah. Did I just say something controversial about the Ace family? I I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Guys, your children are super cute. (laughs) Wait, what are their names? L and something with an A. A li- something. You, I wish I knew. You watch the YouTubers. I watch YouTube. Is that like your main source of entertainment? Um, I, I only really go on YouTube when if it's like super late at night and I can't sleep and I just want to turn something on. I get so, it. So what do you turn on? What's your go-to? I just go to my, rec- like literally I just go to my recommended and I, I don't normally search up YouTubers. Like I just uh-huh. go to my recommended and I click on the one that, you, I like you trust the system. I guess I trust the system. <laughs> you trust Mr. YouTube inside <laughs> of the YouTube. Yeah, he's just like, okay, away. she wants that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I want that. You fall asleep. You know, I've I've talked to a lot of people recently who fall asleep to YouTube. I fall asleep to YouTube. Yeah, me too. Wow, I yeah. fall asleep to television like an old fashioned kind of guy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Um, Business Insider a couple months ago said something. Mm-hmm. They said you're one of the most famous teens in the world. That's insane. Is That's it, Is it wow. weird to wrap your mind around that yes, statement? Yes, 100%. That is crazy to even think about. Do you remember the first time you realized that you were famous? I still don't I still don't think that I'm like famous. I just don't like that that word like eh, yeah, she's okay. a celebrity. Do you get famous. noticed often when you go out in public? Yes. And people people ask me that question like what does it feel like to be famous? I'm like be what? Hold on. When was the first time somebody recognized you? Do you remember where you were? Um, I think we, our first meet and greet was in Ocean City. And was it huge? And wait, was that our first meet and greet? Or was that Disneyland? Our first meet and greet was Ocean City, and it only had about 15 people there. But then in Disneyland, because we were expecting it to be like Ocean City. 15 people. It was like a lot. Like they kicked us out of <laughs> Disneyland. No, it was at... Um, <laughs> It wasn't in the parks, but it was downtown Disney. Got it. And there's like a lot of people showed up. And I remember walking away and being like, I guess this is what Justin Bieber feels like. I'm like, <laughs> dude, no, this is not what Justin Bieber feels like. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I remember saying that. 
Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Justin Bieber feels some, something like it. Yeah, but not that. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you have friends everywhere? Like, yeah, I do. I mean, even if you can't get to know them in like real, I mean, but you do know them in a sense. I do. Yeah. And the people who watch know you. Is that weird? Um, sometimes it's, I wouldn't say it's weird, but sometimes when people come up to me and like know literally everything about me and I'm like, wow, I put a lot of my life out there. Mm. Like, that's crazy. And like, they know everything about me, but I only know certain things about them, which is just like kind of weird to me. Like, I, I understand it in a very small way. Like I, when I am on Tinder and I match with somebody yeah. and, and they like quote something that I said and I okay. don't even know who they are. Yeah. You're like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Well, I'm just trying to, just trying to, I'm just out here trying to find love on Tinder and they're out here calling me out. What are you thinking? Well, so (laughs) you are very young and you are very famous, even though you don't want to admit it. So like (laughs) a lot of people that are famous and young go a little crazy when they're older. How do you prevent that from happening? Um, that's a good question. Um, I feel like a lot of my friends and a lot of my family members are always just like, you're just so down to earth. And I just, I just, I think I live by this thing, like, keep your eyes on the stars, but keep your feet on the ground. Love like, that. you have all of your hopes and dreams up there, and you can go and chase them, but keep your feet on the ground while you're doing it. And I think I just keep that with me, everything that I do, so. Mm. Yeah. Do you, having your family around, do they serve as a constant reminder of that? I think so. I think just having that family channel and just also having just like younger a little bit of a younger audience because i feel like my demographic is like nine to 16 year olds so i always just like would those nine-year-olds mothers be like appreciating what i'm doing right now like even and yeah normally even the fact that your parent your mom's with you now and your sister's with you yeah like rooting you on like Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah special stuff special stuff do you uh, how much how much thought do you put into what you post because you do have a huge following and you know everyone is looking at and all the eyes are on you so Mm -hmm. do you put a lot of thought into that or you just kind of post whatever um i think i put thought into it i don't think i overthink anything because i feel like when i overthink stuff it just goes downhill i think i just be myself and that's what they love so Mm. do we have this ep done we're getting there we're getting there what is getting there how many records do we have we have a few (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just a few yep that's all you need to really that's fill an all, ep that's all I need. what do i need to do to be cool on tiktok <laughs> don't, don't ask me that oh liar I, liar what you're cool <laughs> i'm not ah ha you're on musically and then musically's, musically's different turn to tiktok though but it's different is it so okay but it's you, different in my mind you're hip and cool oh thank you that that means a lot you know what people are on you got your finger on the pulse of stuff yeah are you on the tiktok I've posted three TikToks. Three TikToks? Three. A whole three. A whole three TikToks. Yes. Um, Musical.ly's, I posted about 13 a day. Oh. I posted so many times a day on Musical.ly. I loved that app. I was obsessed with it. But what is, what do you not get in TikTok that you had with Musical.ly? I think I'm just older. Oh. And like when I was younger, I just had an obsession with just that app and I didn't really care. I was just like, ah, yay, cool post. And like... TikTokers are like, they like really are creative with their stuff. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm, I don't have that much time to create that right now. So, so you're telling me I got to invest time in TikToks. You have to TikToks. invest time into TikToks. Gosh. 
Yeah. Dan, you got to get on this for me. Come on. She thinks she's too old. I mean, I'm a grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) They'll see you on the platform and be like, oh my gosh, my weird uncle's on here. Exactly. I'm getting to be that point. But, um, do you not want to be known as a social media star? Are you trying to avoid that label? I think so. I think that I'm kind of getting past that stage. I think that I've been a social media star for my whole life. Ever. Ever. I've been that label. And I want to try new things. And I think I'm capable of showing people that I can do more than just be on YouTube. And I can sing and act and do all that stuff. So I'm trying to take that step. Distance yourself. Distance. Are you writing your own records? Yes. So um, that was another thing with like Play Nice. I didn't write anything. Even with like my first ever song, Ordinary Girl, I would sit in there, but I just didn't really say anything because I was just super scared. I didn't know what the process was. And now I've just kind of came out of my bubble and I'm like, no, that's not it. And I will write a lot of my stuff. So You spent out all that time learning and soaking yeah. in other sessions. But I was, I'm finally ready to like, okay, so this is what I need to do. And I did it. How do you know that you were ready though? I think that's actually a good question. I, I don't think I don't think there was one day where I was just like everything changed. I think just over time I've gotten more like confident with my voice or just my lyrics and stuff. And that I've just kind of came out of my shell a little bit and I'm ready to speak up if I don't like something or if I love something and give my input. So it's more mine. It is you. You're yeah. I mean Obviously, all the other stuff you put out there into the world is you, but mm-hmm. your music is a different part of you. It is. Yeah, it's something. It's a different. It's a difference. How, how do you feel when you go back and listen to those old songs? Do you like them? Does it not feel like you? Or you? Um, I wouldn't say like I don't like them, but I de- my voice has definitely already matured because yeah. I was 12 when I was putting that stuff out. And so my voice has definitely matured. So every time I listen to them, like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. I don't think the songs are that bad. I think my songs have matured. I think just everything is just way more me and, and more mature. Yeah. Where did you get the word utopia from? Because I had to Google with that. Yeah. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. Damn. Why is there what? Is, damn. That, Everybody is that a laughs. common word? Um, U- utopia is a very common word. No, it's not. Yes. In middle school, you read a book called The Giver, and you learn about utopias yeah. and how bad they are for society and how yeah. they ruin humanity and and that's why i wrote a song about it oh my god damn yeah. <laughs> damn wait <laughs> what what <laughs> really when was the last time anybody in here used the hey, word utopia i used to like today what's well, you your song what you, i would hope so <laughs> yeah do you know what utopia means <laughs> yeah but did you know that before your sister's song see now we're on the no. same page here <laughs> Yeah, but she's 10. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah she's, 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 10. she's 10. and you're 28 years old. <laughs> yeah. You have 18 years on her. Listen, I have a small vocabulary. <laughs> but I think it makes for a very interesting song title. Yeah, it does. Caught my attention. Cool. That's good. <laughs> okay. What? So, so what was your question there? Oh, yeah. Why would you decide to write a song using Utopia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a dumb question. No, you it's not. No, that. it's not. She's 15. Where did you, where did the, your, like, why... Did Utopia come to your mind? Okay, so this is actually a funny story. Good. See? It's a funny story. <laughs> um, the songwriter, Caso, because I worked with Cadence and Caso for this song. Caso was just, like, using words kind of like that, like, Technicolor. You know how, like, there's those weird song t- titles and, like, the new song titles. And she was like, Euphoria. No, I think I said Euphoria because that's, like, like, a show right now. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it. I'm not allowed to. But anyways, <laughs> we're past that. 
You definitely had a fight with your mom. Yeah, I did. I was like, what? (laughs) So I'm not allowed to watch it, but it's a big show right now. And Zendaya's in it. And we all love Zendaya. So I was like, Euphoria. And she's like, Utopia. I was like, oh, I like that. And I was like, but doesn't that sound like Zootopia? And she was like, because that's another movie that I like. And she's like, no. So the whole time I was always kid around being like, I'm in a Zootopia. (laughs) But anyways, that was just a little story that was in my head. But I decided to to tell it. And that's a perfect answer. And everyone (laughs) can can't laugh at me anymore. <laughs> no, we can. <laughs> I just want to know at what age you'll be allowed to watch Euphoria. Yeah, what age am I allowed to watch Euphoria? <laughs> I just said I needed more time to look into it. I understand it. It's powerful stuff. I don't know. Ricky, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Don't let her watch it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why not? She has the internet. She can see everything there. Exactly. Okay. My God, I love your, I love your family. No. Oh, that'd be awkward. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, How'd you meet Asher? How did I meet him? Yeah. Okay, so my parents like to say his parents and my parents like to say that I met him like two years ago at the Jungle Ball, the Disney Jungle Ball. But I do not oh. remember that. What, what what a soiree! Yeah. Very exclusive. I don't remember that, but I think it was just hey, I'm Annie and hey, I'm Asher, and then we just kind of moved on. A and A. Hey, yeah. Okay. And then we did the chemistry music video. Oh, so you worked together first. Yes. The chemistry music video was the first time I ever really hung out with them. And I was super shy and I just didn't really say much. Because I wasn't, like, I just hadn't come out of my shell yet. And I was just like, ah, this is scary. So at what point do you come out of your shell and allow him in? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. I think I, we started talking in, like, November. Of 2018. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. Wow. I need love. That's great. <laughs> that's what you say. Yeah, that's nice. A whole year. Yeah. That's a long time. That is a long time. Like, since you've been uh, official a year? Um, No. We started talking in November, and then we talked for, like, three months, and then we started hanging out, and then February... Is official. Mm. Young love. Young love. Young love. Look at that. I mean, so your parents are friends? Yes. Yeah, you guys went on vacation together. I saw that. Yeah, we went to Cabo. What a great life. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. I know. See, like, sometimes, like, I don't know. I feel like that's an added bonus. Mm -hmm. Having somebody that cool where your families can, like. Exactly. It was so much fun. Cross mingle and hang out together. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Seriously. I've had many, many boyfriends of my sister that I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you confidently that my family has hated almost all of them. <laughs> so it makes life so much easier. Yeah, it does. When they embrace each other. Yeah. Young love. Young clapping love. for that? Yeah. Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> you have a Finsta? No. I'm not allowed to. What? <laughs> I read on the internet you have one. <laughs> no, I don't have a Finsta. What else aren't you allowed to do? A lot. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm grounded. Are like you maybe, gra- Are you currently grounded? No, no, no. Like why I'm like oh, down like, to earth. Yes. Mm. Oh. Or not. Maybe that's just her being strict. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you ex- we'll see. Are you excited to get older and make your own decisions and rebel? Yes. I'm so excited to turn it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I... To be honest, I'm making a big deal out of everything I'm, like, not allowed to do. But it's really not that much stuff I'm not allowed to do. And I don't really 
have, I don't really feel the need to watch Euphoria that bad. That bad. <laughs> I, I feel like your argument could be <laughs> that you need to experience life so you can write music about it. I think so, too. Right? I think, like, that's, that's going to be my next excuse because every time I'd be like, it would make a good video if I did, like, I went if I wanted something I'd be like it would make a good video. Now I'm just gonna be like it would make a good song. That's it. You got it. You got to live. You got to be inspired. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's good. We talk to musicians all the time. They're like, yeah, you don't do anything. Yeah. What do you have to write about? Like nothing. All right. Well, when did you write Utopia? I wrote Utopia. Um, I started the process probably like a month and a half. Two months ago, maybe. So you were dating Astra at this point. I was dating Astra at this point. Did he inspire a little bit of this song? Of course. <laughs> See? Of course. These real life experiences are inspiring songs exactly. like this. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you. Do you have a date on this EP? No. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. Do even... I'll get back to you. Thank you. Okay. Do we have a date on this upcoming record? It's a little bit more acoustic-y sounding. Maybe a little country pop? No. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But you know, uh, I'll get back to you on it. You know what we do have? What? Utopia. We do. We have Utopia. Utopia. Are you going to tour? That has been in the talks. Um, I've been on many tours. Like, I haven't been on, like, my own tour, but mm-hmm. I've been on many tours. I've done concerts and stuff. But I think it would be a lot of fun to go on tour. So that's definitely in the talks a lot. Oh, wait. I did have one more question. Okay. <laughs> this is what I just don't know because I don't. Are you are you on Nickelodeon? Do you do stuff with Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what's going on with that? So um, I did this thing called Camp Nick where I was with Jane Bartels, Isaac Presley, and Matt Martinez where it was kind of like during the commercial parts to keep people like watching. Interstitial like, programming. Yes. So I was just like, hey, stay right here. Nickelodeon's going to be right back. And we'd get slimed. We'd do messy challenges. It was a lot of fun. We did that. We did about 12 days of that. Cool. And then I did a lot of some of their digital videos. I did Annie versus Haley, which is a baking show with me and my sister. Baking was the first season. And then it was a fashion kind of like DIY thrift store for the second season. And then... Me and Jaden did a expert attempters for them on their digital side. And then I think there's some talking about, I don't know what I can say. I'm probably giving out so much information. <laughs> um, and then we're talking about something that's not digital and going somewhere else. Ooh. ooh. Yes. On Nickelodeon? Yes. Like on the real TV? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. By the way. For all the 90s kids out there watching, she did like You Pick Live. Yeah, I don't know. D- you don't know that. No. But that was like a ri- Stick Stickly and You Pick Live were the original interstitial programming. Oh, really? Yes. Nickelodeon OG. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So I like the idea that you guys verse each other in a different category every yeah. season. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Is there like a category that you really want to go head to head on? You did baking, um, you did fashion. We did baking, we did fashion. I wish that there was a challenge for like puppies. Because <laughs> I just want puppies on set. So That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do, but puppies need to be involved. How about baby animals? <gasps> yeah. All baby animals. Okay. Like could you imagine a baby elephant? That, oh, oh, adorable. Man. Adorable. Tell Nickelodeon. That <laughs> Nickelodeon's they need to get you like a baby uh, elephant. They'll do it. Seriously. Yeah. I love this idea. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Final thought? I did have one more question, but I can't remember. Oh, damn. You got to think. I know. Figure it out. All right, kill some time for a second. Oh, <laughs> Do it. Uh, Utopia deserves your ear. It really is a great record. Yep. The video as well. You should listen to it. Mm-hmm. Lyric video is out. Lyric video looks real good. I like Thanks. that. Uh, like the handwriting on the side. Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah, it's nice. Thanks. That's how I was uh, soaking in the record. I I can't kill any more time, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I forget it. what this it is. This is all the time we got. Oh yeah. Dan, come on. By the way, the pop country stuff I vibe with very heavily too. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. Annie LeBlanc, everybody. All right. Have you thought of it yet? No, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> Do better. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.